Well, it's been, uh, I guess, one week. Ten since years since you looked at me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Smashing, smashing. Okay, so <sighs> it's been one week. Is that it? It it has it has been it has been. Uh, yeah, since uh, three weeks, maybe. It's something like that. It's um. <laughs> boy, Sorry, it's, it's been something. Summer is uh, summer's heating up, as it were, as it were. So mm-hmm. we've got a bit of a an update on the uh, the current thing. No, not Ukraine. Go to the Telegram for that. That's why it's linked below. No, the Wait, other is your chain not the current thing now? What's that? I can't. I mean, you know, I'm locked away from the internet for hours a day. So, when did Ukraine stop being the current thing? Uh, Forty billion like, dollars ago. Like, do people have a new emoji or like icon that they're putting in their profile now? Uh, there's a flag that I'm seeing a lot of. Oh, besides that oh, one, yeah, they oh, oh, I they busted that out, it. and I I have to say that the funniest thing about the, the flag is that flag. it evolves every year, and this right the now they've flag. decided that that a, a legitimate a legitimate thing should be black and brown people, that that should this be like that deserves two stripes of sexuality. <laughs> yes, but this this is the flag that that all people should be uh, aware of. Yeah, read them, read them, and weep, as they say. Well, you'll notice that uh, about mid about mid level, off to the right hand side, there is uh, a particular reference that should inform you about the rest of the flag. There are to other be, things be... inside there that the uh, the alphabet community will be aware of that you won't be necessarily. Uh, involves uh, involves three letters. Uh, spells out uh, M A P. To to be entirely fair, uh, this this flag season. There has been a lot less of the every single brand changing its icon to pride colors. I'm I'm really oh, kind of surprised by that. There, I mean, I, there have been some. But there things. are still things like this. It, it, it exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that there is less of it than there was last year. Right. And then there's I mean, that. But, and but, then there's that, which this. unfortunately I don't have an archive of, but I would like to describe to you an advertisement from the company Everyman Jack that does uh, shaving products, uh, grooming Everyman products, if you like. Themselves off, uh, yes. A thing that, uh, you know, you might groom your face with, for instance. Uh, so uh, <laughs> their tweet, uh, now it has since cat. been deleted. Uh, yes. for, for, uh, for whatever reason, who knows? Really, who knows? Uh, but uh, it has been deleted. It uh, tweet read, Pride is a time to celebrate the LGBTQI plus community and continue the push for a world filled with equality, freedom, justice, and inclusivity heart emoji. And then they had a really a, a nice graphic that's got their company logo, which is very simple. It says Every Man Jack at the bottom. And that's uh, a rainbow going left to right. It says, Groom with Pride. <laughs> you know, because you should be proud of the grooming that you're doing. Am I wrong? That's an excellent I mean, uh, tweet. And for some reason, they they were not proud of the grooming that they support. Why? Why do you think that might be, guys? Yeah, it's it's, so weird. It's almost like another kind of grooming recently got very popular. Oh yeah, yeah. Like how we're hearing about well, all this, you know, uh, it's, political it, the, grooming. The funny Are you guys for, not like fans of dog grooming? Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, I think the the, mm. the thing that we should remark on is 
politically speaking and socioculturally speaking, the right has traditionally uh-huh. not been able to sit there and start the lead in the uh, naming war. Like the left, you know, a perfect example is don't say gay. The left comes out, does its names, and then the right generally engages with whatever the left has decided to term things as. It's uh, it's very psychologically effective and beneficial for the left. The one thing they haven't been able to counter is the grooming narrative. And the question is why, right? So so I've, I've seen them try to sit there and engage with it as, oh, it's really a good thing we're teaching kids tolerance. That hasn't stuck. I've seen them say, oh, yeah, it's not. That hasn't stuck. So the question is, why are they not being successful? And I think the answer is, in this case, they're going after kids. And kids are one of society's sacred cows. And the left has moved long, far, and away beyond having kids as, like, they don't promote the family. But at the same time, everyone, everyone, and it doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight or whether you, uh, you know, uh, are part of the culture war or not, there is a universal uh, acceptance that children are essentially off-limits. And because the far left, and I want to distinguish them from the left in general in this case, because it really is the hardcore activists, they went after children. I don't think that they have enough popular support to to push back. Like, it's basically the 6%, the 3 to 6% or whatever, that are in fact woke trying to push this ball uphill and the entire rest of society said no you 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 fucked with kids right and then obviously i'm sure that everybody wants to make a joke about that but uh you fucked with kids you know you'll burn on that hill nobody supports them yeah it's like is this really the hill you want to die on and they're like yeah (laughs) yeah we do well, I, I don't again. Well, I don't think know, it's the vast majority. No, no, but yeah, I mean, it's the say, it's the vocal ones. It is the vocal. Say, ones. Is this the hell you want to get fucked on? And unfortunately, well, it's way too many of them are into that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You you could say the system's bugged. A lot of them are. Uh, a lot of them are fans of the fact that it's a small world after all. And you know, on that note, that's a really good segue to. Uh, you know, the other uh, current big thing. So monkeypox, we're seeing a uh, really, uh, shall we call it a familiar spread pattern? Oh, don't, don't, you're gonna, you're not gonna tell about the picture then. That's sad. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not much of a picture, you know, you, you would uh, look at like a, a graphing tablet or something really to kind of see it. You know, you would look at a grid or a series of grids to look at the way that it's kind of spreading. And that would really make it clear to you, you know. Uh, Fauci mm-hmm. actually himself did some research into this topic uh, some years ago. Uh, okay. He was unfortunately not super successful in his research. It uh, turned out to be that's, that's unhelpful, sadly. I'm shocked. Yeah, who can imagine? So uh, on that note, it seems that the initial outbreak is uh, linked to a... Uh, well, to be politically correct, we'll call it a bathhouse. And, it was two, uh, yeah. uh, two events. Two, uh, two events. Two events, yes. Indeed. Yeah. Involving a bathhouse and a uh, festival for people who are proud of their uh, essence. What was lifestyles. Yeah. They, 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 proud they, of their lifestyles. They're, they're very proud folk. And, uh, you know, they were having uh, an exhibition about that. And then, proud you know, homely folk that are uh, that that uh, reproduce. Um, well, don't. But yeah, 
Well, don't. But yeah, yeah. So it would appear, and I'll of course have a link to that for everybody below. But that it appears to have come from a uh, a Spanish uh, Spanish kind of deal. But I'll have a link to the uh, the advocate, which uh, you know they advocate for all sorts of things. So they'd be the people to really uh, yeah. to 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 answer a question about uh, you know bathhouses and festivals and that sort of thing. So. I'll link that below for everybody and leave uh, leave my innuendos right, was, there uh, so as not to get the it video It was a Madrid banned. thing, was it not? It was a Madrid bathhouse I, scene. I, I think it was. I believe so. Let me. And uh, uh, Madrid best, or was it? Not, oh, it wasn't Madrid. It was. Uh, it was like a. Uh, uh, well, first Belgian let me open a private right? window in Brave. So it was a Madrid bathhouse and a Belgian belgian festival i think that was what it was yeah let me just block everything here and yes that's where those yes it was madrid in the canary islands that drew tens of thousands of people so uh and those were linked to um to recent travel with africa which is which now makes sense indeed indeed now there uh there has been talk of it being uh, sexually transmitted yes most certainly is uh that may or may not be the key Here's the thing. Uh, thing. It's it's sexually transmitted in much the same way that the common cold, COVID, um, chicken pox, and just about every other virus could easily be a sexually transmitted disease. Namely, that it is it is possible to contract it from a sexual partner, but that might not be the only route or primary route of, of transmission. Yeah, we're, we're from what but it appears. Certainly, it looks if you're like having sex, let's, if you have sex with all monkey pox, there's a good chance you're going to get it. It looks like a fluid transfer and not just um, where we've since learned about AIDS that it's not as transmissible as maybe initially reported by people like uh, our friend Tony. It uh, it appears that this one actually bears a similar transmissibility to some uh, based. Now, uh, this is going to be, again, early days, but based on yeah. some of that data it looks like some of the talk we heard about early AIDS is about as transmissible as this is. So maybe not a toilet seat, but no. don't let somebody with monkeypox lick your face. Or use your toothbrush. Also, yes. I mean, the actual the actual rates of contagion of, of AIDS are very low. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's well, that's why I said based saying, on the initial reporting it. of AIDS back in the day of it being like, well, you could get it from a, a door handle or just sitting on the yeah, same no, toilet seat. And it's like, no, you can't. As, so so, so there, I used to have a, a, a psych book for, I think, human sexuality. And one of the things that it did have was a chart about uh, STDs and the rate of uh, sex. Now, uh, and it was, it was broken down into, like, vaginal sex and anal sex. And so... As I remember it, if a man sleeps with a woman, and the man has AIDS, and the woman does not, she he has like a 10% chance of giving it to her. Um, if the woman has AIDS and the man does not, it's a 1% chance of transmission in reverse. Uh, when it goes to like anal sex, that goes up to almost like 20% or something like that. Wow. Thereabouts. Well, that's a pretty substantial increase in... Uh... It is. Well, it was like fifteen percent or twenty percent or something like that. It was almost the double. Main, the main reason why anal sex was linked to spread of AIDS is because of the tearing in the rectum and intestine that occurs. That's correct, and that allows for blood-based transfer and for uh, and for contagion therefrom. Or, I'm sorry, infection therefrom. 
Indeed. And that's without even getting into so, like, the really what we still lack right now holes. is what we still lack regarding monkeypox at this point is key information. We still don't know which type it is. Think like uh, the fact that we had influenzas A and B. There's there's like monkeypox A quotes and B quotes. Uh, we also don't know which variants they would be. So like influenza or COVID, there's there are variants, and for each type. Um, the main difference here is that one type of monkeypox, ha- and again, this is with African medicine, not Western medicine. One type of uh, af- uh, smallpox, sorry, not smallpox, monkeypox has um, about a 10% uh, mortality rate. The other one has a less than 1% mortality rate. So regardless, if with Western medicine, it's probably not going to be so bad. But we're, we're talking about the difference between like chickenpox and another fucking COVID. No, chickenpox uh, and so, smallpox. Basically. No, not smallpox because no, no, smallpox no, I mean, comparison is horrifying. Well, it's not, not even it's chicken. It's between chickenpox and monkeypox. We'll just go with that. We oh, like yeah, the bad monkeypox. Um, so a ten percent uh, mortality rate in Africa might translate to something on the order of you know a few percent in Western medicine. That's true. Uh, which is really which is really bad. Uh, we saw what happened with COVID, which is less than you know less than a couple percent. Um. I mean, we have effective treatments already. That's the main important thing. It's just that we don't have enough of them, by the way. Uh, and and they're going to have bleeding heart retards are going to come out and say, but why can't we give our treatment to the rest of the 7 billion people on the planet instead of our 335 million? And to them, I would have to say, our country comes first with our medicine. Um, it's just the way it is. I mean, we could, we could, once we're set, we can start handing out shit. Yeah, all uh, you know, I, well, I, we don't I think, have enough uh, to do that yet. I think the, uh, the the better inference is Pfizer has to make money in the United States before it can start spreading money around the rest of the globe. Well, you know, let's just presume first off that that's fair. Pfizer is not the only one who'd be manufacturing it, and they aren't. I I I'm I'm joking. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. The point oh, is, that, is that again. It is, it is always that we have these pre-existing contracts ready to go for something that we already know well in advance, and then all of a sudden there's a plague and a contagion just before it's about to hit shelves and be sold. It's amazing how that happened. Oh, kind of like, well, uh, like how our, uh, our friend uh, Boss Hall... Yeah, you could say the same thing with elections. Here's the thing. You could say the same thing with elections, which is, I think is going to be the more common bullshit. Um... And the funny yeah. thing is, uh, we have an election every two years anyway. So, I, I mean, I would, I would actually. Oh, I have an update that, on that, guys. Considering um, that actually, there's no money. Involved. Well, there's money involved in elections, but not specifically. Oh yeah, no, away for. But to get that repaid an individual is not. It's not a marketplace sold thing. But I have something that uh, you have not heard specifically, sir. There is uh, which, an update you? from uh, you. Oh, that's probably true. Uh, from uh, Siza. So it would appear that uh, there is a, a very important update on uh, the Dominion voting system software. They have issued a detailed advisory on vulnerabilities uh, that can affect those systems. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. They, oh, they remind, remind us for the, uh, the audience sake here and for Steve, what part, what, what's the, uh, what's the basis for part of that software? Um, the, the, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, this whole this one. You're great. gonna love this. 
I mean, they're saving money by, you know, sometimes when you go with a slightly <laughs> deprecated version, you can save a lot of money. Of a free operating system, yeah. I might add. Even, well, see, there you've got even more support because it's been around for a long time. So they decided with their ImageCast X firmware uh, to base it on uh, something, you know, that's got a lot of support out there. It's uh, an, an Android system, uh, Android 5.1, as a matter of fact. Wow. Android 5.1. Yeah, so much support, they decided to uh, make a whole nother one. You know. Six. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are up to uh, 12 well, I mean, at the moment. But, Google, you know. Google has... 12, 13, yeah. When we start talking about a lot of the earlier versions of Android, a significant portion of the work that they were doing on... Um, oh, it was... It was uh, so that would have been Eclair. Uh, so so when we start talking about Android versions, initially a lot of it had to do with patching memory hole leaks because yeah. Android was a resource hog. And part of that's the uh, the code that it's based on because I think it's Java-based. And, uh, and well, that's a not... lot of the... Uh, so, so a lot of it is compiled Java, so at least it's got like that going for it. But still, I mean, Java... Java it's a resource a, hog. Platform is, is, yeah, it's terrible. Right, so so like a lot of that was, you know, you, you in the early days. So I used to I used to cell phone, so I knew all this fun stuff. Plus, I'd have nothing better to do than than do this and my engineering homework at the same time. So when we started talking about like uh, like the early days of Android, um, the very earliest days when we start, we're talking like HTC Hero, Samsung Moment. Yeah, you could put a year on it, and that would help out everyone. Yeah. Uh, we're talk. They they could they they physically couldn't. They would have faster processors, better screen, better hardware overall in all of the phones, and it was still not capable of running the same stuff that the iPhones were. And that's because even though it had all this faster faster stuff, if you open more than like one or two apps between the two apps that were open, they would drain all of your memory almost instantly. And so you you basically your your phone would become a brick and you'd have to restart on a regular basis. Modern Android, which is uh, I think what twelve or thirteen now or something like that, um, when they when they stopped running when they ran out of names for bakery shop, uh, you know things to sell. As soon as they 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 got into the later versions of Android, now you can have multiple apps open and it doesn't really compromise the phone. They got much better about not having, see, like, the apps used to this, basically run But it used to be that iPhone wasn't able to actually open. See, the difference is Android had multiple apps actually running at the same time. Yes. iPhone murders whatever is in the background. It is just the app you're looking at that is open. Except, except the Android came along and competed with them, and so they had to actually build a real operating system not just an app container. Well, they, and they, they do have a lot of other things that are, you know, they have some stuff patented, so uh, their apps don't actually open as fast, but it appears faster because it loads the loading screen faster. So people perceive the, uh, where Android used to not, like, load the app until the app was loaded. So you'd get kind of this, like, flipping around on the screen kind of thing and then eventually it would load and the app would run pretty smoothly whereas uh iphones sat there like you clicked facebook and facebook would take two or three minutes to load and you as a as a non-savvy consumer would sit there and be like oh well that's due to the bandwidth and you know verizon's fucking me over no uh -huh. in reality it was just the phone could not actually physically load the apps but they made the appearance that it's running faster 
Well, it's all about the tricks, right? It is. Yeah, that's why Apple claims to be better, because they're better at bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, they have always I might been be good biased at uh, marketing. You know, they, uh, the, the, the Mac is just kind of a slicker box, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a slicker polished turd. It, it yeah. is a slicker polished Like someone poured a, a, just enough water on it to lubricate it. Thereabouts. Thereabouts. <sighs> so, that's, uh, that's the current state of affairs there. Oh, uh, just a quick reminder: in this uh, Pride Month, I will uh, I will quote the words of Fidel Castro. Uh, now, this uh-huh. this is Castro's words. I I will provide no cultural context, just his thoughts as you know a uh, a communist revolutionary. And that would be that uh, quote. A homosexual cannot be revolutionary, end quote. And uh, his top man, uh, Che Guevara, you you guys probably heard of him. A lot of a lot of people like to wear his shirts with his face on there. Anyway, he uh, I will quote him also directly, uh, just in this in this Pride Month for because uh, because you know all these Pride people they're they're like staunch staunch capitalists. They hate cat uh, they hate these people. So uh, his words were uh, quote. Hard work will make them real men, unquote. And, you know, seeing all the staunch conservatives and capitalists amongst the pride crowd, they'll be, they'll be happy to know that they stand so firmly against communism. Because, as we know, communists aren't, aren't human. Well, I, the, the one thing, you know, and I know that we obviously we keep on going back to Pride Month. The one thing that I have well, noticed this year, uh, there is, well, I mean, uh, yes, I get it. It's in season one thing that I, I will say uh, ha- that has been noticeable this year is the LGBT community is starting to speak up a lot more about the activists and speak oh, and out the against problem. the activists. And it would and be nice uh, if they actually fucking like really did and rejected them and kicked them the fuck. Well, up. there's there's very little that you can do, right? Like everybody lumps them all together, can, so they start. You can call them out constantly during Pride Month. I, I'm, I'm be, like, seeing them. Good. I'm seeing I'm seeing that happen, right? That is that is a uh, routinely. I there, mean, like there's... actively reject them, make a scene, push them out of the crowd, onto their I, ass, and tear their fucking signs up and throw them at them. I I I think that that's a little bit extreme. Uh, you know that I sounds like they an are extreme people. Well, like I mean, if we're talking protest. about uh, if we're talking about map people here, then you know, for the map makers. Maybe maybe we should be making yes, this map. You know, for the cartographers among among them. Uh... I mean, you know, we we do have things like there's the reaction to the kids kid friendly drag show uh, that doesn't seem to be going all that well. You see, it wasn't just that it was kid. It was it wasn't just quote kid friendly. It yeah. was it, it had kids dressed up or participating in the fucking drag show. Yeah, uh, well, you know, like, it kind of crosses not, that's that not line like of a kid-friendly drag show. That's a kids in drag show. Yeah, and uh, well, uh, uh, the fellow who's uh, news you and I know I watch him plenty. Tim Pool has put it well. It's like if you've got children taking off articles of clothes and being given money, that's stripping by the firmest of definitions. Hell, by not even all that firm of definitions. So. Along these lines, I uh, I just tonight, and, I, and I'm still kind of processing it, so maybe I'll give my real thoughts on it next week. Oh, sure. 
I watched the I watched um, the What Is a Woman uh, production. Mm, I've heard uh, I've heard good things and I've heard some salty is, salty things. It is a very very good documentary, right? I, uh, I, I the thing is is I I, I with these kind of situ- with these kind of things and I, and I don't want to lump two thousand mules in there with in the same way. It is not. But I, I want to. I, I try not to call them movies or, or, or documentaries. I try to call them productions. I I actually disagree. I think I think what is now. I think the Matt Walsh's. I think Matt Walsh's thing was was more of a documentary. It, it I think really was. Thousand Mules is is a uh, production, not a documentary. If Bowling for Columbine can be a documentary, then yes. No, I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree, first, I agree with face... what Craig's saying. I, I really do. Oh, yeah, but no, there fair. is a fundamental difference. Yeah, I, I actually, she was not the one that was, that drew the, the most... Uh, so, yeah, you just saw her eyes. <laughs> it, it was, it was actually less her. Like, she, she just kind of was... It was this was, one, wasn't it? It was this no, one. No, no, I, I don't think no? so. I think it was the professor. The professor oh, okay. was the real so, one. So not this one, the, the, the dude that was a doctor. No, the no, I think if you so if you actually watch it and you want to see somebody go into cognitive dissonance, the oh, very that was, that the, was definitely the this doc, guy. They they had a guy who's a PhD in gender this studies. Face. This face was and beautiful. He basically like they came in and they were having this discussion, and then uh, Matt Walsh says, "I want to know what truth is," right? And that's that <laughs> that was that down. was, and the guy just basically imploded, and all <laughs> of a sudden. All of a sudden, you get it. You know, Matt. He, I think guy, this he goes, is over, sir. Well, he started with that, and then Matt Walsh would bring him back, and so the guy like wanted to explore the idea because he's an oh, intellectual. God, he wanted to leave so bad. But at the same time, he couldn't tolerate any of this because it complete like in in sentences, literal sentences. And you'll watch it. You'll watch the interview. You watch the sentence. You watch because it, 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 they don't they don't cut it, and I think that they, they these portions. Obviously, I'm sure there's other longer meandering things. Well, they that do L cuts. Cut. That's the problem. Is you can't tell. I mean, you can tell when they do an L cut because they swap between people, and that's the thing that's really deceptive with editing. And, it's, that, and you have that's to look true. That's true, but it's also clear that they are responding to the same question, right? Yeah. That it, it you, is. You can, you can see when they're not, though. A lot of times. In this case, with the professor, it was very clear because he was going yeah. on like stream of consciousness. All of and then all of a sudden, I think Matt Walsh says, uh, "So you know, he did his whole what is a woman? I could be a woman, yada yada yada." The professor's like, "Yeah, of course you could, right?" I can't remember what the question was. Um, I think it was something like, "What are the specific characteristics that?" define a woman and the, yeah. i think that was what the professor lost his shit and he's sitting there trying to give him he's like and, and he tries to give him like tries to say like you know there's different contexts and stuff he's like yeah but you know, what is a woman yeah and and just, that was he just he, he flips his shit and then he tried he brought him back it was funny because at the end like he was just kind of dumb with it but like he couldn't well the, the professor kept on going back with it's anyone who identifies as a woman and Matt Walsh said, so then it, if anybody can identify as it, like, then how do I know? Like, what are the characteristics of what makes a woman? And then the guy's like, well, why do you care about that? And that was something yeah. that came up actually a lot. Was, a lot. 
you know, why do you care about this? Why are you asking that question? Why, uh, why do you care so much about this topic? They even showed a clip from the Dr. Phil show that he was on where he, you know, basically he, he challenged these three gender activists and then all of a sudden they turn around and they say, I don't know why you care so much. Well, guess what, motherfucker? That question equally applies to you showing up and representing your side. Sure at enough. least, at least those of us who are in opposition to you can explain in very clear detail that we need to sit there and participate in objective reality, right? Whatever your beliefs are, we need to have objective reality and truth and reality and uh, mental health and well-being of the kids is important. And that is the reason that we're supporting this. They come out and they don't really seem to have a real basis for why they care about this, but they live in this subjectivist or uh, or postmodernist fantasy. And you saw this happen all the time is all of a sudden they'd be like, well, why do you care so much? And he's like, because I got, you know, we, we, I care about reality. I got care kids. about I care about the kids. Um, well, no, it's not that he cares about the kids. He cares about his kids. Well, that was... And that's uh, one of these things that these activists are never going to fucking understand because none of them have kids. None of them are going to have kids. That's probably true. They sterilize themselves. As a matter of fact, that's that's uh, an up-and-coming form of activism. In fact, the one person who was the most sincere out of the entire documentary was the woman who surgically and hormonally transitioned to be a man Yep. and is probably going to die early because their health insurance skedaddled, which I can't really blame them because they're a financial black hole. Well, and That's so, horrible, because so, as a person, you think, like, someone's gotta help this guy. The, but no, the one, she's totally out, and she's fucked. The, the one thing that I thought was really important about that person's interview was he mentioned that to the pharmaceutical companies, to the medical surgeons, to all of these other people who are involved in the gender transition process, every single kid that they convince to go through this is worth about $1.3 million to yeah. that collective interest. And hmm. that is a perfect example. And a per- like, you know, one of the things I've always struggled with this whole entire thing is no, why, here's the actual why is cost of this a person's happened? life? What's, well, what's, it's, here's, it's, here's the question for you. No, because no, I know the answer to this one. Here's eight, the question eight million for you. dollars. That's no, no, it's, it's not. It's about 200 something odd thousand dollars. Now, the actuarial cost. No, 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 no. To the individual who's taking the risk. Your life to you is worth around two hundred thousand uh, dollars. I don't. That's roughly. I'd have, to, I'd have to see that because last I saw the actual Department of Health estimates and all the other stuff that the government the actuary risk, tables are like eight cost, million. That's not the risk cost to the individual. That's the cost to whoever's paying out money. So what? That's the average amount people will take for a stupid risk. The average amount a person is, is considers themselves to be worth is around a couple hundred thousand dollars, well under the uh, the Department of uh, uh, whatever the hell it was, the Department of. Uh, it's like Department of uh, Labor, or Department of Health. Yeah, that one. I think it's 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 either Department of Labor or Office of Bureau of Labor Statistics. Something like that. Yeah. The it's actual BLS or cost DOL. is is, is it's about around eight million. million. Yeah. So, but that that's, I'm sure that's, it's probably more now. That was that was something. I'm sure. From a while that was like ago, 2016 or 2018, right? Ish. I don't know. I think um, I think Penn and Teller's bullshit actually did 
uh, mentioned what the actual statistic was, and I couldn't find it because they bury it deep in the government uh, web pages. And then I think uh, actually Trump talked about it when they had yeah. uh, the the show Curiosity. And he yeah. was talking about the value and worth of America and what it is worth if he was to just wanted to buy it outright. Uh, yeah. And he did – this is long before he ran as President Trump. He actually was the spokesperson for a scientific documentary exploring what, what, what the country itself is worth. Right. And, uh, and I think that he mentioned that figure and said that it would be just this. But when we factor in all these other things, it's a lot more. Um, but right. yeah, so so in any case, the uh, the the point that I was getting to is saying one point three million is is way way more than a couple hundred grand. That was well, what I was going to get out, to. Out outside of that, right? right? If you talk about an individual diagnosis being worth one point three million, it explains why it is that we have this culture that seems to be pushing kids to go through to to, to sterilize themselves and go through. Uh, you know, a really painful process that looks to be mentally deteriorating in all studies. The and only that's reason, thing, though, is if you look at, I'm, I'm sorry to cut in, but like, you look at the, you know, the 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 birth rate and birth rates in the U.S. and you look at the fact that we're sterilizing a portion of the youth here coming up. Mm-hmm. So these are people that are never going to produce another generation. Yep. So every generation thereafter has to be created from some social pressure or for some some uh, internal, you know, whatever issue they've got or some trauma or, or some other kind of some other factor has to play in. It can't just be that they were born that way from a generation that already exists that way. It is some other factor that's involved. And again, it well, could be it, it nature looks, or nurture here that does it, come into it play. Looks, it but looks. They're going to be pushing for it. They have to. It, it looks like if somebody is worth $1.3 million to Pfizer and the rest, right? That they will sit there and happily encourage society in a direction that lines their fucking pockets. Oh, and Pfizer doesn't make fake penises. I I'm it's not saying to, again. Another, Pfizer is a stand-in. Pfizer is a stand-in for the bulk pharmaceutical industry, which yeah, it's is, you don't like is them very. The most. You gotta pick no, it's not here. because it's not because I don't like them the most. Okay, fine, it's because the entire. It's the entire industry is fucking incestuous as, as shit. They could save the pharmaceutical industry, couldn't you? I could, I could, but people and tie to a specific company much more specifically than the pharmaceutical industry. So what you're saying is that you're you're going out based off branding here, and that it's uh, sure. it might be worth 1.3 million dollars uh, better branding to go down this road with Pfizer than with the pharmaceutical companies. I, I mean, I'm just saying, day, I'm, it's all cost benefit look, analysis anyway, right? Uh, the the bottom line, whatever, whatever the fuck, right? Like you're just being a fucking prick. The I bottom am. line is. One point three million dollars is what it's worth to transit. It no, you're not actually. You literally have zero point. It's one point oh, three. Fantastic point. No, you don't. Just just shut your pie hole for a moment. One point three million dollars is what your kid is worth sterilized to the pharmaceutical industry. Zero dollars is what your kid is worth not sterilized to the pharmaceutical industry. So which one are they going to do? And that's before you start talking about climate change. It is zero dollars. No, if you isn't. start ta- if you turn around and say, "Hey, I didn't fucking transition my child," that is a zero dollar profit for them. If they make no money off, off that child, off transition. Yes. Yeah. One point right. three million dollars to do X 
zero dollars right? to not do X. It's zero dollars one way, one point three million the you're other. You're ignoring all the other ways that pharmaceutical industry. No, I'm not. I'm saying that oh, if no, you have this... a heart issue, yeah, you're no, going to have a heart issue as a trans kid. To fuck you. You could right. still have all the other avenues of them fucking you. Still, you, you this is a whole if, brand new way. If you transition, you don't get out of all of. If you transition, you don't get out of all of your other medical issues. Oh, you grab some right? ones. So, so, so they get they get all of the money that they were going to get anyways. Plus, they get another one point three million dollars from you. Right? Uh-huh. That is what it's worth. That's not how that works, though. Because that is know, how that works. They're no. not, what what medical condition is cured by transitioning a child? Tell me which one's cured, because that's the no, only way they would lose money. You're suggesting that the $1.3 million is a single instance event. That is a lifetime. No, effort. I'm saying it's collected over a long period of time. The oh, actual value of a child who has transitioned to the pharmaceutical industry and the, right. the, and the health sector because is one. Like, look, is it's not just the surgery. It's not just three. the surgeries. I didn't say it was just the surgery. I it's said it was transitioning the them. It's the lifetime. I never said it was just reje- surgery. Anti-rejection right? drugs. I said it was transitioning. I said it was transitioning. Etc. It's yeah, not. Okay. It's not one thing. I didn't say it was one thing. I'm saying the child lifetime yeah. is worth 1.3 million dollars if you transition them. Yeah, and then he that said, is an additional he said if benefit. You do X. He said no. if you don't do X or if you do X. Yeah. So so if the child doesn't transition, they're not worth 1.3 million dollars, are they? Well, they're worth 1.3 million less. Let's say. No, they're 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 not worth one point three million dollars if they don't transition. If they don't go through that life choice, they're not worth anything. It doesn't add any value well, because they, you're going to get the you money for your heart meds anyway. with gender dysphoria, who's definitely on a constellation of medicine already. Like, remember, the surgical part's only going to be a part of it here. You also have the lifetime of medicine afterwards. Nobody said it was just the surgery. That is your imagination. I'm not saying you didn't just say. I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying. So nobody, if nobody said it, why are you arguing here. against it? That wasn't a point that anybody made. Why are you? Why are you clarifying? Oh, nobody said that. Yeah. Well, you know. We're getting hung up on this detail, and it's stupid. No, you're getting hung up on the detail. The bottom line is transitioning your child is worth $1.3 million. Nobody said it was just for the surgery. It is the total combined cost. That is uh-huh. what it costs. That is what you pay to the to the, the pharmaceutical industry or the hospitals or whatever little bone you want to nitpick. It's right. $1.3 million. Dollars. Nobody has expensive medical issues unless they're transitioning. Continue. Nobody said that. They're just not worth any more. Right? Like, if I have a heart issue that's going to come up uh-huh. when I'm 50 fucking years old, when I transition, yeah. that doesn't get cured. They're going to get right. that money anyways. And zero so it dollars. Doesn't, no, there right. is zero additional dollars for transition if you don't transition. So it's additional it. dollars, not dollars. Got it. It's still dollars. Because it co- you right. gain nothing if you don't transition the kid. You, it is worth zero dollars to not transition a child. There is no financial gain to not sit there and go through the process. They can sit there and they could transit if they could transition every single child in America, they would get one point three million dollars each, in addition to all of the other benefits that they would have of treating them for normal medical conditions. It is an additional one point three million, and that is what your child's worth. That's what transitioning is worth. That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, 
you know, they're going to lose out on all that. Well, they're going to lose out on what, like 41% of their uh, potential later in life profits too. I mean, it's yeah, just bad business, that. right? So, you know, you think they... Some, um, so here's the, here's the fucked up thing is there's, as I was saying, you have, um, you have this group of people that you're sterilizing that will no longer produce new people that you could sterilize again. Um, you have other people that are normal that will have kids, a portion of whom you will be trying to sterilize. And you have to wonder what the agenda is here as far as the uh, the outcomes, because they know there's a suicide rate. They know about sterilization. They know shit like, say, uh, this, this shit narrative about puberty blockers and uh, hormone replacement therapies is it's, wrong. Where yeah, it does it's not like cause, taking Tic Tacs. You can just stop eating Tic Tacs one day and you're fine. It is, it is no different than what the cigarette industry, how they used to view the finality of their thing. They're sitting right. there and they're saying, hey, at the end of the day, I get $1.3 million today. I get $0 if we don't do it, but I get $1.3 million today if we go through this process. Well, and yes, that means, outcomes. and that means that somewhere in the future... Right, this individual who, assuming we're talking about the average fertility rate, which is below replacement, assuming this individual was not, probably not going to breed anyways, because they're kind of fucked up. Let's be honest, right? The child who's That's gotten there is, is really fucked up. They don't lose nothing. They don't lose that long-term potential. And even if they so did, earlier, earlier there will always is, be is more the risk reward in the risk reward category of things. What they're seeing is, again what a person's worth is to them. And, and this is the average person averages across the board here around a couple hundred grand versus 1.3 million. They'll take the risk. They'll take that payout. And when it comes to damages, what there's the no person risk. Will accepting, what a, risk does the pharmaceutical industry take when they train? They, that they, they, they will not be them. happy with the outcome and that they will come after their ass for money. How are they going to, so, so you're not going to be able to go after them if they gave you what you asked for. Right, but you that don't might get, uh... not be the case. And later on, well, you see, here's the thing: with with cigarette companies, what happened? Philip Morris got their ass pulled out, like they got fucking torn a new one. But yeah. they got they got I mean, but... torn a new one because because they had documents showing that they had lied. Right, right. They didn't get and they didn't get a their whole ass... fuck ton of cancer. Well. That, that they they predominantly they predominantly lost their case because they knew it caused problems. They advocated that the it thing, didn't. They know this now. Yeah, there's the some uh, there's the American Pediatricians Association that's pretty much come out. Uh, but that's very, the point: is nobody, Johns Hopkins, nobody Johns Hopkins, hiding the, this. So the place Johns Hopkins, the place that pioneered transition surgery. Sex reassignment surgeries stopped specifically because the outcomes were not beneficial. Yeah, and we I talked mean, about this well. Before. We talked about this, you know, yeah, many episodes absolutely. ago. But and, but, and, but see, this the is, thing but is, that, that's but that combined with the fact that we know now that the uh, the treatments they are giving kids will result a lot of them so. Specific combinations of uh, of of uh, puberty blockers and and opposite sex hormone combined therapies and, result and in the, cancers or increased cancer the, risk. The, the key thing, we though, know that now. 
the key thing is the drug companies aren't the ones making the claims of positive health effects. They're right. and again, the they're drug laundering. companies aren't the problem necessarily here because while they are talking about that benefit, that $1.3 million is not just for the pharma companies. It's for the establishment behind the whole entire process. It's not just the pharmaceutical company that gets the paid out for pills. It's also the doctors they go see, the surgeons that assist them, right. the endocrinologists, that is, that's the pediatricians, the therapists, Like, like I said, pharmaceutical industry and healthcare. Like I, I said both. It is a lump sum payment to everyone. Nobody gets one bit of it. Everybody gets a cut. Right. Yeah. Everybody gets their cut. And that's why that's why. And so, so none of the, in the case of the pharmaceutical industries, they have no real risk because they're pretty open and honest. They're sitting there and saying, well, we were open and not. honest about the risks. Of not. That's not true. The pharmaceutical industries I'm, and the healthcare providers are upfront and honest with it. However, they're, they're laundering this through activists. They come in. And they have the LGBT community come in and say, hey, kid, I know that you're struggling. Instead of sitting there and, and going through puberty, why don't you take, you know, I, I can't remember what the fucking drug is. I don't give a shit what it is either. But take this drug, right? And this will pause puberty. And it'll just pause puberty. It's not a big deal. Well, you know, the pharmaceutical company is not advocating for that. They're sitting there and they're publishing on, on the label as they are required to do the associated yeah, risks. Again, though combined combined right the therapist is lying the doctor's lying the therapist so the therapist has no reliability and they're not actually qualified to talk on the matter if so the that's, therapist that's is a psychiatrist not a psychologist but a psychiatrist then they are definitely liable because as a medical doctor and i'm sure that they inform their patients of the risks they just sit there and sell the upside benefits but if you if you look at this and if you look at what they talked about in what is a woman, it isn't it isn't like somebody goes to a psychiatrist to start. They go to affirmative care therapists, and yeah. a therapist is Who is should all uh, be fucking investigated and charged as far sure. as I'm concerned. Th- but probably. but people have to understand this is kind of a key thing because a lot of people don't know this. A therapist is not a doctor. They did not go like, through medical school. Uh, a lot of the, I don't even. I'm not sure if you have to be MD, licensed. Unless it says MD or it says psychiatrist on their sign, they're not a doctor. If it says uh, psychologist, and no, they're at best a PhD. No, 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 at no. Best, oh yeah, sorry. At best, at best, you're at correct. Best. At, at best, at the very best, you so are the lucky minimum, to get a PhD the minimum, the minimum for a therapist, I believe, is a master's in psychology. I'm not even sure if you have to be licensed. Nope. Some states I so, think you do, so, um, but I don't think you have to be in all states. There, there are protected terms. There are professional protected terms for uh, for a therapist. Therapist is not the term. I cannot that, remember for life me off the top of my head what the term is, but it's not therapist. No, it's not. Because therapist is cross industry. You know, same thing, like massage therapist is also a therapist. Yeah. So they can't. It's so generic. It's like band aid. You know, they can't go in there and say, okay, professionally protected, all of you guys have to get a license now. Yeah, it's yep. not uh, the same work. as saying you're a doctor. Right. So a doctor, a, 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 like a medical doctor or an engineer or a, an architect, these are all professionally protected terms. Uh, if you're, sorry, say, sorry, professional engineer, not just engineer. Um, these are protected terms. You have to get a license from the state you're in in order to get these. 
But therapist is not a protected term. It is not protected industry classification or uh, protected um, profession. But I know that for for uh, for being a therapist, like in the way that we're talking here, there are protected categories. I think in in some states, there are um, some not all licensed therapists, but it's in in some states, not all of them. And yeah. in addition, uh, just because you have a a licensed therapist, or just so, so stepping away, just because there is a licensed therapist or somebody in your state that says that you know you have a therapist license. That doesn't mean you can't go through uh, affirmative caregivers or any one of a hundred yeah. other terms. You have no the, no licensing requirement whatsoever. Yeah, you know that the blue-haired psycho. Example. So the blue-haired psycho, the one in the blue dress, there. I don't know if you could tell it that her hair is actually the aposematic blue. Um, she is an affirmative care specialist. Yes, uh, for for kids. So and she explicitly did not, not say a pediatric that. Person. Right, so she called herself pediatric, uh, and I think you're right that she said affirmative care specialist. None of that is doctor. Right. She is a counselor. Counselors are also not licensed. So there's a Dr. Marcy Bowers, who is a a guy, Um, and and he's a he's a shim. So Dr. No, Marcy no Bowers admitted. Anyway, what? Uh, Dr. Marcy Bowers admitted in uh, in in the documentary that it had worked on a person as young as 16 years old. That's so, which I think is actually probably approaching the uh, the, the fuzzy area. Yeah. I, you know, I think 18 years old, you finally you have to say because you're an adult, whatever. Um, you know, it might be a dumb decision, but at least you're an adult making your own decisions. I think it's so, 16 years old. So you know, that's iffy, but it's still within the gray area. There, there are also, but but let's let's back up there. There yeah. are. I remember running into feminists before who used to complain that they couldn't get hysterectomies at 18 because uh, oh. no doctor would provide them, and that is uh, that is an actual legitimate thing that a lot of doctors won't actually provide it due to ethical reasons. And yeah. and that is like they you came come in, in with a real problem from the solve. Right, right. So so a exploratory surgery. So there's there are there is a lot of things when we start talking about like ethical violations. We've talked about how it's genocide before and all those other things. There are a lot of doctors who wouldn't even touch this outside of of the trans thing uh, because of ethical reasons of sterilizing children. Um, and that's very normal. So, 18 years old or not, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to be able to find a doctor who will. I mean, you could find come in at 40. You can come in at 40 years old and say, "Just I want a hysterectomy," and the doctor's going to say, "Why?" And I'm not doing it. That's true. There has to be a medical reason for them to do it. Well, there doesn't have to be. You can go for elective surgery, but, but like in the, most the in most cases, struggle. the doctor will strongly uh, say no and probably refer you to somebody else. Because see, if you come I, in with, I, if you come in with counseling that. or a medical reason, if you come in with counseling or a medical reason, and you say, yep. okay, I have had six months of counseling, I believe that I need to be without a uterus, a doctor will probably say, okay, fine, we, we'll go ahead and explore this now. You and me, let's talk over the next month, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do here. Well, I, I mean, if you come I, in I actually... day one at age 40 and you say, I want a hysterectomy now. No other reasons given. Just I want a hysterectomy. I don't want. I, I, uh, I uh, identify as a person without a uterus. They're I, gonna look at I, you and they're gonna laugh. 
I don't know if that's true, right? Because they actually talked about I, that I, in they talked about that in the in the show, right? With the doctor, and they said, "So, what if somebody came on and said that they were trans disabled or whatever the hell it is, right?" Yeah, that and they got, wanted to the cut best off their hand. Part of that was when was when his face just jerked to the side when he heard identifies, you know, like the, a person who's who's uh, perfectly abled, and then uh, but they identify as disabled the way his chin jerked back, and he looked off to the side a little bit. As if that well, was the weirdest so, thing in the world. So, like, yeah, so, that's weird, isn't it, buddy? Yeah. Isn't well, it? I think I think the hmm. the best part was coming back to that. He goes, "You don't see any parallels, any parallels between what you do." Yeah. And uh, that, he that, says, that no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that I will say. So that doctor actually managed to keep a straight face. I don't know. I he don't did. know if they hard. actually. So, like, the, 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 the academic got thrown into psychological dissonance. The yeah. blue-haired freakazoid got thrown into psychological dissonance. The hippie did not. I don't think that she has enough, like, awareness of the now. She doesn't to, have enough brain pans volume to, to comprehend the difference. That's, that's kind of like, I, I, that's kind of where I saw with her. I don't think she was smart enough to understand what questions he was actually getting at. I mean, I think she's smart. I just don't think she has the, enough neurons to do the job. <laughs> Ironed out too many I, of the I, folds, huh? I don't know. I, I, I honestly I mean, think unless that she, they are... Unless they have a double density of connections per normal humans, I don't think that she has enough volume to uh, to do the full job there. You know, and I, you only get about a centimeter of uh, a half a centimeter of your of space for your neocortical. Unless well, your neocortical is taking up a lot of that white a lot of that uh, a lot of that white matter space. All I could say is she didn't appear okay. to understand the that's secondary enough, that's tier. Joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that she understood what he was actually getting at. No, I mean, so she she was really spacey, and I, I look. She was I love space the artsy, the artsy folks. I love them because they come up with some of the wildest Do and you? greatest ideas. Do you really? Well, she's not. She's not really into that community either. I guess. So let's just say, like, a lot of the best and wildest ideas, the imagination for what could be. A lot of that comes out of people with that lack, like, the depth and technical background. And it's just it's it's partly because they they lack that constraint that a lot of times you get to these these wild imaginative places. It's also why it's also like, why whenever you see something like Jurassic Park, the entire story only occurs because basic security doesn't exist in this fictitious right. world. So so it, and, there, and no there's backups. a give and take here. There's and no backup. It's also why it's also why you know we had Star Trek and that was great until all of a sudden it wasn't. Um, <laughs> Well, but Star also, Trek actually was very well thought out, right? So Gene yeah, Roddenberry stands alone. Until recently. Right? Well, yes. And Star Wars, by at. contrast, George Lucas might be one of those artsy-fartsy types. That is nowhere near as good uh, from a technical or rational And again, this is, also why, this is also why the Russians went to space and used a pencil, and the United States used a $1 million pen. Well, actually, that's that's not why. Like, there's legitimate reasons. We did that. We did that legitimately to be able to piss on the Russian flag and jump no, while we're doing it. we we did it because pencils create graphite dust, which doesn't settle out in space. We did it, and also because because writing in pen means you can't erase your mistakes. You I'm have to sure. throw them out. 
I'm sure I'm sure that that may actually be a component as well. But a lot of it actually had to do with uh, graphite fil- graphite and the, the effects of graphite. Yeah, graphite's a, a really spin. bad thing to have around electronics. It's a bad uh, just, thing to have around electronics. Yeah. It's a bad and, and thing your, to have around lungs. CO2 scrubbers it's, and, uh, it's, it's kind of really shitty for living. <laughs> if if you tend to stay in space for a long time, it's it's a bad idea. Now, granted, I mean, you know, obviously obviously if you are looking at things as disposable and scrap and all the other things as most of the Russians were, and even even the Americans were at the time, like there is a what is the point kind of thing because the amount of long term survival that you would need is far greater before you start having the I mean, graphite look, like accumulate at a level that's problematic. It's Mir, longer than most of those early missions. Yeah, kind of. Mir survived. Mir survived so long with the the crappiest maintenance. Yep. And the worst policies, and it's just a testament to human ingenuity overall that it's still fucking circulating the earth. So well, much, much like the uh, AK forty seven, you know, they uh, <laughs> when they when they I set s- down to really do it, you know, they they generally do it right, even if it's not that great. By God, it works. I mean, it's like welding with chewing gum, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it works. Hey, if you got enough chewing gum, yeah. Hey, if the problem is solved, the problem is solved, right? You gotta. Be kind of hard to ride that bike after it's done, but you know, by God, that uh, that crossbar is not going anywhere. Yeah, but you know, uh, you don't need to ride the bike when it's in space. It just kind of that's an <laughs> there. There are some advantages to to shitty repairs in space. Mm, indeed. Name, namely, that they're not you know not going all that f- anywhere. Yeah. Also, it's not, not like they have to. Not a lot of friction on most of them either. So you know. hey, hey, if you fuck up, no one's gonna hear you scream. That's also true. true. Also true. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it works out. It, uh, you know, it's a self-resolving problem either way. So yeah. But yeah, I I was it was a very what was good that movie. last problem? What was it last transmission, Ivan? I didn't catch you on that one. <laughs> uh. Are you referring to the space capsule that went way off into the the doomed astronauts that probably are floating off into the cosmos right now? Well, I mean, their bodies are. Their souls remain. After mm. their oxygen <laughs> petered out on them. Yeah, yeah. That, that is such, so, so bad. That is uh, very, very sad. It is, yeah. it is very sad. Yeah, for real. Ground control to Major Ivan. Oh, much like what we've <laughs> recently learned from Challenger, as a matter of fact, that yeah, it wasn't yeah. the explosion. That uh, well, look, my favorite part of that entire thing was the fact that Feynman was able to go into court and <laughs> dunk a fucking O-ring in a glass ice water. <laughs> yes, indeed. Holy shit, that was a great trial. Yeah, but if you uh, if you look at, like, Feynman, Feynman did that kind of shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, he was back on the Manhattan Project, and when he was back on the yeah. Manhattan Project, like, they were about to blow up the first, uh, first atomic bomb, and he was sitting there ripping up pieces of paper, specifically so he could drop the paper and calculate the actual yield... Because yeah. it, what people don't know about the Manhattan Project is when we were talking about nuclear energy, there was no 
no real basis for what our actual yield was off this thing because we you know we, we can't really do a controlled nuclear explosion so some people were thinking that it would set off a chain reaction in the atmosphere and some people thought yeah. that it was just going to immolate the planet other people thought nothing was going to happen so he was sitting there ripping up paper pieces of paper to calculate the actual yield that we would get off of a nuclear device yeah. and slowly that he dropped it and then he you know Figured out how I far away based they off blew. The time, the apparent size, and uh, the the um, the time it took for the wave sound wave to get to them, and that kind of shit. Uh, yeah, well, I think I think it was actually so so he by ripping up the paper and dropping them, he could calculate the spread and how far it had moved from the position that he dropped it. Yeah. And when he did that, that calculated the actual residual pressure wave at the location that he was at, yeah. which he knew the distance between there and the thing, so therefore right. the pressure wave at him had to be X at there. And you can calculate and then the square, actual et cetera. Yeah, yeah, so I think that's what it was. But they, right. he just Like did I said, it they had to try to calculate how long it took to get to him and then how, long it, how far away it drifted after he dropped it. But so Feynman used to do that kind of shit all the time, and his uh, his uh, Cornell lecture when he gave gave the lecture yeah. about what science was was yeah, yeah. was that just was just fucking brilliant. I mean, it's it's old. Oh, it really and is. If, actually, I'll look that up and put that in the links for everybody below. That is that Please is do. like if you want to start talking about. Uh, per, when we talk about climate and being contrarians on climate, when I talk about and I rail against psychology, it is he distills out the actual principle. I mean, he goes after psychology pretty hard in the well, in the lecture, um, deservedly so. But he does sit there and do a very good job in his presentation of the science. Well, I like his I like his lecture. Uh, I think it was, was it MIT lecture. It might have been at Cornell. Might, I think it was MIT. Uh, where he said, you know, uh, someone said basically, I will, you know, I'd like what if the nice things are simple. He said, "You want simple? Find another universe. This one is complicated and beautiful." Oh, cool! Stanford's actually got the uh, got a full playlist of all of whatever. his uh, stuff. So there's like seven hours of fun. Oh, great! Here. So yeah, that's, yeah, must watch. That's great stuff. Absolutely. This is a guy whose favorite fucking instrument was the bongo drums, and he had a '70s van with a wizard on it. Yes, he did. I mean. Do you need anything else than that? No. He, he is, lived uh, for his wife, and he was an awesome guy. And when she passed, that was really sad because it broke him. I I I think the uh, the the thing about Feynman is if we taught Feynman in schools more often, you wouldn't need to do all these like weird STEM recruitment things. Because yeah, like, like oh, if you turned around, badass. he's really yeah. Cool. If if they, you turned around and you said, okay, uh, your first day of high school science, right? We're going to watch a lecture by Feynman, and we're gonna just just turn around like your your first week is your your seven hours of lectures, or your your first week and a half, and and then you'd be like, so you know, this is what an actual scientist is like, because ninety percent of it is it first. Ninety percent of this shit is stodgy YouTube. motherfuckers. Oh, and yeah. he comes out and he's yeah. like... Yeah, the thing yeah. you can do is just say, listen, I'm going to tell you about this guy that liked to smoke and drink and go to strip clubs. Are you ready? Yep. Yep. And then and then, <laughs> and then, then somebody's going to come in and be like, yeah, but Albert Einstein fucked his sister. And you're going to be like, no! <laughs> well, so, Einstein was... But I'm an, 
Simon I first watched on on fucking VHS. And then YouTube came around and someone finally fucking uploaded his videos. I was like, ah, mm. gore, now I can show people what the hell I was talking about. It's, it's like, oh, it's gonna be boring. It's like, nope, watch, but watch, assholes. Yeah. It's a solid, Feynman's solid. And you know what's weird is a, a lot of the people who are, like, really big thinkers and, like, could, you don't really get into it until you get into the advanced specialist degrees before you actually see, like, you'll hear about these theories and the individual who made yeah. the theory, like, it'll be named after them. Uh, you yeah. know, Fermi's paradox or, or uh, what is it, uh, uh, Drake's equation well, no. or... Uh, the Reynolds number. The Reynolds, Reynolds number, number is right? Pretty fucking important. Like, but you, people don't know that the guy actually built a fucking apparatus. And I have, I actually made a, uh, I made a cup I put up on Zazzle, and it's had, uh, um, uh, I have uh, the guy standing on his little platform and everything, and I just have, the fuck is it? Uh, uh, I have King of Flow written on there. Hmm. This is dorky as hell. But I got the actual picture from his paper on it. Really? Standing on the platform with the lever off to the side and everything, yeah. Yep. But but like you run it you don't run into these guys, like you don't get to find out about these guys until you get like way later. And the ones who actually kinda stuck around were crazy motherfuckers. Like going all the way back to Newton, we we Newton is like the basis for all of physics. And the dude was a massive fucking conspiracy theorist. Like, hardcore conspiracy theorist. And and you listen to yeah, it, shit. Yeah. I can't remember, what what was it, the weird thing that he believed? Uh, oh, I mean, aside from alchemy, because he was a big fan of alchemy. Right. Ignoring, ignoring that whole thing, there was something else. He believed something with respect to light. I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh, light was, uh, uh, what was it? Light was, um... Um, it had like some kind of like essence what, like to it, was, it or whatever, right? What like light was ether or one of those kind of things? No, no, it was way beyond that. It oh, was like more, even. it was yeah. it was like the craziest of craziest ideas, right? So you get this guy, he comes up with our modern understanding of gravity. Here, he sits there and, and does the laws oh, of motion, and then he's got like so the whole reason. So he he invented the prism, right? The guy invented the prism, and that was solely to sit there and prove some sort of hypothesis about light, which I can't remember what the hell it was. Well, he wanted to split it up and see if, uh, you know, see, basically, see, is it like, is it one thing, or is it, is it, is it, you know, uh, multiple things put together? And he's like, well, you use a prism, you can split up light and get one wavelength of it, and you can, uh, is it, is it discrete packets the same way heating up an iron? A piece of iron over the fire is, and he was able to prove with um, with uh, split light that it was it came in discrete packets by uh, measuring like the intensity of the different colors versus the intensity all combined and getting a distribution. Yep. Hmm. But he he had other stuff. I can't remember. I I can't remember. Like his he did have an obsession with alchemy. There was one other thing. Uh, Einstein. Let me go ahead and, and make that not private then. Einstein had a hard on with his sister. Um, let's see. Feynman was basically a hippie. Really Watson it. and Crick were massive stoners, uh, and 
It's true. Well, everybody gets well, all mad. Now, that... Let's also not forget about uh, one of my favorite uh, people in modern, important engineering history, Jack Parsons, the uh, uh, Thelemite occultist and early head of NASA. Edit design. You're not familiar so, with Jack Parsons? I am not. Really? So, oh, yeah. Like, he's... He really did a lot of the heavy lifting on our early rocket program. It really? wasn't, uh, yeah, Von Braun basically just cleaned up a lot of his work, and he's been written out of uh, a lot of history because not a Christian at all, just completely, uh, completely out there with the occultism and everything, but a brilliant, brilliant engineer. Mm. Kind of like Deming. I'll uh, put his wiki together because he's old enough and it's long enough ago that they won't care to fuck with it. So I'll put that in the links. Deming Deming is uh, responsible single-handedly for our society's destruction as well as uh, uh, pretty much everything as you know it today. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll make that. I'll just leave that as a standard royalty and all that other jazz. Uh, post it. Oh, fuck. Can't move forward till you fix. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, there you go. It'll be in that department. Fine, fuck it. Ah, get your online shop working, huh? Let's see. Blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, speaking of getting stuff working, um, we could technically go live right now, but I don't have a good interface, and I'm probably not going to. Not a bitch. Do, but it kind of also doesn't matter. No. The better question is, who's going to actually tune into us at 11 o'clock at fucking night? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. What do you mean 11 o'clock? 10 p.m. Not 10 p.m. anymore. You slow bastard. Listen. There are many things that must be accomplished before I come on the show. Most of them involve my penis. Well, you should say that things need to, you know, you need to get your, your cum things done before you get on the show. But anyway. Mm -hmm. It can take up to 24 hours for blah, 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 search results, whatever. Just fucking I mean, poster. I hate to tell you, but I'm not a one-shot wonder. I can multitask. Well, that's good. I just that's need good. the sweet, dull, sweet, sweet, dulcet tones of Craig to get me riled up. Can you uh, can you see that now? Can you click on that and, and well, let's see, see that? Is your Zazzle store working? Uh, it what is the fuck broad. is a Zazzle? Oh, okay. Just just hush it. See if it works. <laughs> yep, it what, looks like it's working is, just fine. What is a Zazzle? It's, it's like Teespring, it's, but for everything else. Yeah, it's 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 for fucking just about everything. You can customize just all all kinds of shit. Downside being that when I tried to make those uh, laughably large COVID cards, they uh, they got upset at me and said they claimed it was for copyright reasons, even though there's no crown copyright in the U.S. So I knew that was bullshit. Well, if anybody would like to buy an Osborne Reynolds uh, King of Flow mug, it will be linked below for. Yeah, fair fair. Uh... Why not? Fair say there, uh, I get like two dollars out of the sale. Yeah, so um, I, I have one, so I've made at least two dollars off of myself. Bravo! Mm. Congratulations! I haven't sold anything. I Let's need see, to. Learn how you can learn at least fifteen percent royalty on sales by becoming a Zazzle. Fuck that noise! A Zazzle associate. At some point, I need to like. I need to sit there and get some own crypto shit together, but... <sighs> yeah, on that note, uh, the one crypto that uh, everybody knows 
It's doing a little bit better. Bitcoin's up to 31,000. Ethereum's sitting at uh, 1868. And the one that interests me, because all my art's listed in Tezos, is back up over $2 again. So things in some places are looking a little better. Some are still ah. completely in the dumps. Like uh, Dogecoin is 8.28 cents at the moment. Sorry, and... I was off. I would make $2.43. Oh, all, right, all the more. Big baller money. And also it was, it the sells uh, for twenty four twenty five. There we go. Okay. And again, Whatever. I will uh, I will recommend as not any kind of financial advisor <laughs> in the farthest means. Still trying to get my electricity caught up. Um is uh, Nokia. It's at five oh four. And when I recommended it like uh, way back when it was, uh, less than four and a half bucks, and it has not really ever taken a hard hit throughout this whole time. They've basically ended up being, uh, they've ended up becoming something like an infrastructure company. So they're one of those behind the scenes companies that just is gonna kind of be there forever. It's looking like. Now, see, I uh, when it comes to like stock picks for this week, I'm still in the. Uh, I believe that the market is down, oh, and yeah. uh, ultimately, there's there's two. Uh, this two like so the question for for those who are like accountants and financial experts and whatnot is whether or not we have an efficient market, and an efficient market is that uh, with readily uh, with readily available access to information, a market should theoretically be efficient. It should respond immediately to changes, and I don't think that's true. And it was really disturbingly observed this week. So. Like I mentioned at the last show, last Thursday or so, there was a massive uh, increase in the market. It came out of fucking nowhere. Like I, it was, it was the as far as I can see, the entire basis for it was uh, the Dollar Tree reported better than it or had better than not better than expected earnings, but better than expected projections. Meanwhile, every other retailer was cutting expectations for the next quarter. Dollar Tree increased, which is like nothing, right? That's consumer defensive. It's kind of expected in a downturn economy because regardless of whether people can afford stuff, they still need stuff. So they go to places like Dollar Tree or General Dollar or Walmart, right? So with everybody else cutting expectations... Oh, it's, it's the $1.65 tree now. Right. The buck twenty-five, I think, over where we are. But yeah, yeah. either either or, right? <laughs> like, so, so there was this massive spike based entirely off of that. And it held there for days, and I couldn't figure out why. And then all of a sudden, sometime around Wednesday or Thursday, so there was a whole bunch of news pieces that dropped saying, you know, maybe this time it's going to be for real. Maybe we're not really in a bear market. And it wasn't a lot. It honestly wasn't. So, so there's this massive rise. Nobody's writing anything about it except for a handful of people who are like – cautious optimists and that's the entirety of the stock market news that was published until wednesday the entirety of it like there was three or four articles from last week then all of a sudden on google all a whole, right on right on wednesday of this week wednesday or thursday of this week can't remember which i think it might have been might have been uh might have been thursday uh just prior to the stock market opening a crapload of articles dropped about how the market was going to tank, how futures were terrible. I'm like, where the fuck are all these people pulling their news from? There's nothing. There's no basis for it. But what I think happened was a couple of the hedge funds pumped money into the market last Thursday or this past Thursday, not this – whatever, the, the, a week ago Thursday. 
They pumped money in to bump the overall markets up and then let them sit there for a little bit and then started selling off their holdings. And then once they were able to sell off their holdings, then they turned around and told everybody to sell. So now they're cash rich and they're just waiting for it to hit, hit go back down to the next bottom. I am 90% sure that the, not only is the market not efficient, but it's a fucking scam. And if you aren't patient and you aren't sitting there and like waiting for the wave and then taking it down and then waiting for the wave, you're going to fucking lose your shit. And that's how I think these companies are making money. It's crazy. That's not an unreasonable stance. I I have... If it was an efficient market, everybody should have been publishing everything early on. But for nobody to be publishing anything, except like last minute on this shit, and all of them are publishing it all at the same time, that means that I, I think the companies went out and bought those articles. I think they, they paid for... like They probably didn't have it and published anything on the positive side of things because that would open them up to financial liability, right? Sure. Because they're financial analysts making financial claims. So nobody published anything on that because they would be liable for it. And then, come come next last Thursday, they knew the market was going to tank so they wouldn't be liable for what they published. And then the market tanked. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Looks like Bitcoin has uh, gone back up to $30,000 for tomorrow. Of course, you know, you take a look at the chart on that, and it all happens <laughs> all in one one fucking 30-minute span. Yeah, so yeah. so I think it's the that. same thing there. I think I think somebody just sits there and comes in and pumps it up, and then they uh, they buy up mm -hmm. to the, the next tier, let it trade well, there, and then once the they sell... The it, it is it is the way of the whale. Oh, so speaking of whales, um, there's probably a few of them chirping off the coast uh, tonight. There's a just weather update. There is a tropical storm passing through Florida, so basically nobody gives a shit. Mm, yeah, that's correct. So it's a day ending on Y. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it crossed through uh, Central America before, uh, before coming on its way over. So there's probably some good drugs involved. Hmm. Possibly. And uh, it should be clearing out of here. Let's see. I'll just update this map. Oh, well, never mind. It's already uh, well off the fucking coast. <laughs> it's way out of here now. Well, Tropical then. Storm Alex. Okay, so that did name it. Oh, problem solved. Yeah, and it's, must uh, be... it's, it's already out to 75 west um, uh, longitude. So 80 west being basically the coast of Florida. There must be one person who comes in sometimes Sunday night and buys Bitcoin up. Well, like I mean, it went up. It, it went like, up. It I mean, went up what, from uh, twenty nine eight to thirty one. Let me look at this here. We're at, uh, yeah, bottomed out twenty nine eight sixty six. Looks like at how the radar some crap I see I see the low for today at twenty nine five oh nine and then all of a sudden starting at eight thirty PM it goes from twenty nine nine fifty eight straight funny. up to thirty one. Oh over, okay, this is on Greenwich Mean like Time. Okay, that explains hours. the difference. So yeah, no, this is a short, short time frame. Yep. Yep. It's about about yep. thirty minutes to an hour. 
and somebody sat there and jacked it a solid thousand dollars. I mean, the amount of money that you have to have in order to jack it that much, like that, that's not going to be pretty solid, isn't it? That's not going to be trading, right? Actually, like that's not going to be natural traders. No, that's four minutes, not thirty. Yeah, I'm supposed to get. I'm supposed to get. Like, I I'm looking at it a on third of an inch uh, of rain today. Jeez. I'm looking at it as eight thirty. It's at thirty at twenty nine nine fifty eight, and then it gets to the high of thirty one one fifty nine at eleven thirty. So I see it as two hours. Well, let me go on a five minute interval here. I'm not using a five minute. I'm using a uh, one hour interval. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. That's two yeah, hours. I'm showing a couple minutes, at oh, least in legal. But either way, that's that's. Yeah, that's uh, not well, exactly. Speaking of hours, if I could wrap up here in the next few minutes, that'd be good. Oh, indeed, oh. indeed. Why don't you? Uh, we've already shilled your uh, your Zazzle wares. So, what's your link trade? Yes, yes, my uh, my amazing Zazzle. <laughs> it's made him all uh, of two dollars. Hey, hey, I've made more dollars off of myself. There, I'll have you know. I may have spent a lot more to get it, but at least I got the products at the end. Uh, so my link tree is uh, is linktree slash craigbob99. Uh, most likely going to be able to find me on Twitter shitposting at craigbob99 over there. Um, that's, that's my generally going to be my handle of places unless I'm Xenomancer. Um, but yeah, linktree is probably gonna be the easiest place to find me. I do try to make the rounds on the different social media places uh, like Mines and, and rarely Gab's uh, Gab, uh, but Twitter is easiest to contact me. Uh, DMs are always open, etc. Man, I gotta, I gotta try Truth. I've heard that that uh, user interaction at Truth is very high. Yeah, uh, so I have, I do have Getter. You know that and died that, that like immediately. Did it? That is place, it really? So it's not, it's not the place that's so annoying. So the app is fucking annoying on your phone. Hmm. It it just it pesters you constantly. There's no way to opt out of it. Hmm. It is clearly a way for advertising right wing media, and it's god awful that way. Like the interface is great. I've actually kind of noticed just, this like, with some of those too. That uh, like a lot just, of right wing stuff is you. like you get you get on one mailing list, and man, everybody is going to hit you up. That's the other thing. It's not. It's not just the fact that the app sends you notifications every time one of their little favorites uh, in the app that goes live with video, because you can't opt out of those notifications. It's just not possible. It also they they send you these fucking emails and they just are baddie nuts. You know the world's ending unless you watch this shit now. By the way, haven't you heard about how horrible America is today? Just you know, just shut the fuck up. I just I don't need this shit in my email inbox, man. It's just not. I I, I flat out fucking told them like in the reviews. Uh, if you don't get rid of this shit, I'm. I told it to their technical team. I said, if you don't get rid of this shit, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm uninstalling this crap. And then I fucking did it. And, and my phone has been quiet ever since. Uh, you know, you get the the rest of the spam that comes your way. You but Getter is just atrocious, to... atrocious notification spam. I I think I remember that from Getter. I I don't do I don't even know if I still have the app involved. In, installed. You'd know I, if you uh, have it installed because it doesn't leave you alone. No, I still have it installed, but I don't get any notifications from it. I just That's weird to turn off Maybe my AliExpress notifications because I don't need to be told about you know various and sundry things. 
Oh, I mean, like the clips. The clips. Clip sucking action. Yeah. <laughs> that is. That is, oh, nice, and nice will nice always that, be my favorite. That is. That is a uh, a show meme at this point. I like you it. know, I, I hilarious. I I I've seen a handful of. I think there was one thing that they advertised me to that that it was a video, and it was supposed to be something that you could insert into a pussy and the anus, and <laughs> they showed it inside of a. I, I can't remember whether it was a sex doll or whether it was an actual human being, but it looks like a sci-fi parasite because the back end was fucking wiggling around and it's just like it looks like something has just dove into a woman's pussy and is writhing in there and and i'm sure like it's supposed to be supposed to be like you know i i i know you know when 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 i was younger and and you know wife was interested in toys and stuff you had stuff like those fantastic things that had the beads that rotated and shit like that and that was like on the list but i was too poor to afford a 120 dollar dildo right but this thing i I swear to god it looks like something out of science fiction like the yerks from animorphs or whatever if they went into vaginas it 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 is not it is not. It is the silicone purple thing, and it was just flailing around like it was a tail inside someone's tail. It was. It was. Whew. Sounds very Japanese. I mean, I think the most Japanese is that nipple suckling octopus thing. Mm, yeah, you could be right. You could be right. <laughs> oh, oh man, tentacle porn. Yeah, it's something. It's something. So you're just reminding me of a very specific externalist, Mr. Eichenwald. Mm. Yeah, well, you no, know. No, I mean, I swear, I, I was just I trying to inform our kids. I haven't seen him on anything uh, really interesting lately. He, Actually, you know, wonder, I, like, when he walks into the office every day, what kind of noises his office, his coworkers make it as he walks by? Well, that's a good question. I mean, you know, what kind of noise does a squid make, right? What kind of uh, what kind of squelching noises they make? Oh, sigh. You know, it's uh, it's. I've actually I haven't seen any really good like internet stuff in a long time, like internet drama, like Ike and Wild. Yeah. Well, we're all kind of looking at other things at the moment. Medicare, there, he's gone off. Like, I can't watch his shit now anymore. His stuff's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the world kind of is, so you know. You know, but but he had when you start talking about like his uh, his his presentations of uh, Tumblrisms, or oh yeah, that, that that's true. That's true. The well, like he, that he shit wasn't just watchable. The, like, the it really was like good documentary comedy uh, kind of things anymore. He's getting kind of sick. Is the thing is uh, the cancer there, is finally taking his toll. There is that. Oh, really? And the, I mean, the guy, yeah, he, they still kind of don't even really know what the fuck it is. So. He's on, a, he's on like a, a metric fuck ton of like prednisone and, and other anti inflammatories. Yeah, to he, keep he's on a bunch of shit. Basically, point. has no immune system of his own right now. And, and they don't really exactly know what he's got. He's, so. he's said. He's also said he's. Uh, there's been certain documentaries people have been asking him for, and he's uh, he's basically said, "Why well, would?" But you know, the cancer thing kind of does uh, hamper my my abilities, and that's that's actually some people recently have been kind of getting uh, punched on the childhood 
um, and feel, feeling him actually getting uh, that dis- the disease is actually really there, and it's not just a meme anymore, mm. which sucks. It does. Uh, I mean, it it, it really does. does. It and does. I mean... <laughs> and and I can appreciate that, I guess. But I haven't seen like there haven't been uh, outside of you know when we talked about what is a woman, there haven't been a lot of really solid right wing culture building moments that have occurred. Where well, I mean, there's the, a really the good one is the one I'm watching right now. You know, shut down. To be fair, so so um, next weekend I'll give a better two cents on what is a woman, what is a woman, and then I'll have finished uh, two thousand mules by then. And also, I, just, let's I, I know too. that you provided me a more free objective. link to that. I just can't bring myself to watch it. Well, that's fair. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll let you know if like I think it's worth watching or not. Well, like you, I was saying uh, before, my, we got on the air with that specific one. You know, I heard Dinesh D'Souza on the radio, and when he on two separate occasions with two different uh, hosts, and they were like, "Well, you, do you mind uh, actually telling us about it, or do you want us to go watch it?" He's like, "No, no, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you exactly what every single thing is. I'll break it down for you." Took him like five, ten minutes tops, and it's like, okay, well, wow, okay, that's that's half. pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty groundbreaking, dude. Holy shit! And then yeah, he puts the he puts that ten it's, minutes worth of like, it's, an hour and a half. it's like, dude, I'm, you you should have made the thing I've got like an hour of it left, like forty five minutes left to watch. Ugh. So right, well, whatever, so I will I will do that later and. Uh, until then, I'll and tell you guys. Uh, the the challenge the night. challenge that I have with all of that stuff has been uh, traditionally that that there there have been a lot of claims and not a lot of evidence. Am I still here? Yeah, you're here. Oh, okay. Just went quiet. I guess I guess you know most of the noise just left. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I just I don't know. It's 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 really tough because I. I well, the thing I, about I, it is, we have uh, we don't have any proof. We have a bit of evidence. No, no, we don't. And every avenue of exploring that evidence has basically been shut down. And, and that is that is like if you want to start talking conspiratorially, that is a solid basis for challenging. You know, the, yeah. I mean, the all the more reason to actually try and get answers to these questions. Yeah, it, it really is. But at the same time, it makes it really, really hard if you come at it from like a physical science perspective. To say, yeah, you know, I really am super, super, super concerned about this, that, or the next thing because, uh, you know, well, it, it there's no evidence. It'd be I, like there's me nothing for me to, to stand explain on. spooky action at a distance to Nikola Tesla. It's like, yeah, he's a brilliant man, and he yeah. understands his science to it to a T. But he's gonna be like, no, that that for one, your whole system of understanding is wrong, and for two. Even if it was, that still couldn't happen. So you know, it's uh, you know, every, everything's kind of got its frame of reference, I guess you could say. It, yeah, it, it's it's tough. And and the MAGA crowd, I'm not a MAGA person, right? Like I voted for Trump in the last election. Obviously, you know that's that was because I voted for Trump in the last election. I um, I didn't vote for him the first time. I voted, you know, I voted Libertarian the the for I voted for Gary Johnson in 2016. I voted for I hated I, I was not a fan of Bill Weld in twenty sixteen. I voted for Johnson in twenty twenty twelve as well. And then uh was Bob Barr, I think was two thousand and eight. So like I, I'm not I'm not somebody who just rides in on a partisan belief system and just adheres to it, right? It, the 
and it makes it very difficult when it's very clearly red meat to the base and not like a factually informed thing because i have to deal with maggot people in my life and i'm used to dealing with them and they're they're like super hard and bent up on this shit and and they have no basis and they're like oh it's all going to come it's all going to come it's all it's signs and wonders and mystery well you don't have any evidence how are I'm, you making I'm going to say this right now that fucking Q shit really bothers me yep like the the fact that that shit was allowed to stand and that we weren't all making well the the problem with the Q shit is there was there was good stuff there but there was a bunch of fucking garbage and chaff and noise. And that, hey, yep. that was the point. And then well, with that, with that, you, any got the, uh, you got the fucking uh, uh, the mythological side to it. And people were like, oh, these people are drinking. Well, maybe they are. But that's not the point. And even if it was, you're not going to be able to fucking prove it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, okay, anybody out there want to tell me who's on the uh, Maxwell client list? They can sure the fuck leak a decision coming on Roe v. Wade, but they can't drop that one, can they? Yeah, yeah, and there's there are there are legitimate things that you know the right does get very. I, I guess the thing is that when you start talking about the window of what I consider acceptable beliefs, um, I, I very firmly believe that I'm a centrist. The left has collectively moved way too far left. Oh yeah, the I mean, right I'm a 1950s is still progressive. within. The, the right is it has actually probably moved more into my frame of reference, but that doesn't mean there aren't people on the right that are just fucking batshit crazy. And and uh, not just batshit crazy, but tribalists. And I hate fucking tribalists because you're not – when you're sitting there and belting out something that someone else has said without actually posing a small, small, minor contingent of individual thought on the matter, like you're, you're – you're nothing more than a, a pre-programmed talking head. You're just as much of an NPC as the folks on the left are, right? They're filled with, you know, a, a variety of conflicting statements. You know, hip- don't worry, don't worry. It'll beliefs. clear itself up in two weeks. Yeah, just give it two right. weeks. Hypocritical. They they have hypocritical beliefs. All that stuff. But the right still has its own problems and stuff like Dinesh D'Souza. I swear to God, every like he. It wasn't uh, – who was the MIT guy who I thought did a good job? What the hell was his name? The MIT guy, he ran in Massachusetts oh, as a Republican. I can't, remember who I can't remember his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He did a really great presentation about what he found suspicious on the election. And the data that he presented – and it was all data. Like the, the whole thing was entirely database. D'Souza does not do oh, yeah, data he was a like he does. But I still can't remember. Uh, actually, he was an engineer. Was he? But, like, yeah, he, he, he came in with a shitload of data, and Dinesh D'Souza never comes in with data. He is he is a political... He's got some good stuff, but it's like he he's always doing a sell, and that just, it turns me off to anything that he does. I suppose I can appreciate that. I just I just can't get on board with salespeople, man. Like no, that's fair. You that's need fair. to you need to convince me, not sell me. Right? I can't. I can't. You can't be at a position where you're like, oh, well, let's talk about the Pelosi thing, right? You'll uh, if we pass it, you'll get to know what's in it. You gotta you gotta start with I get to know what's in it, and then 
maybe I'll support you in passing it. Hmm. Yeah, fair. Oh, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Something about a six thousand page thing. We got to pass it before we hear what's in it. Yep. Yeah. All right. I can't. I can't buy buy into that. Huh. That's, that's so familiar to me. Oh right, right. That was in the one point five trillion dollar uh, spending bill. <laughs> and not something else. Certainly, that's never happened before. That's that's probably just no. the first time that's happened. Uh, that's definitely oh. what happened repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again. Right, and I can't, I can't, when you come in from a political perspective, right, I can't buy into that if that's what you're going to do. Start me with the facts, walk me through how you think that those facts play into something, and then, uh, you know, come and hit me with your conclusion. And that's why I think Matt Welsh's What is a Woman did a really good job, right? Like, he started with, hey, let's go sit there and talk to the other side about this. And, you know, he, he had his scripted moment in the beginning where he's thinking about all these complex questions, which are the, the real questions that we need to be asking in our society if we're going to oh, take sure. this shit I mean, seriously. If, well, you you got to grab people. So either you're going to do a cartoon, you're going to do a comedy sketch, you're going to do an action bit, you're going to do a car chase. You're, if you're worth a shit. In other words, not Michael Moore. You're going to basically start your stuff out with something to really interest and grab folks. Right. You know, asking him asking questions that are essentially like, I mean, they're, they're ridiculous questions, but they're solid philosophical takes on the current gender shit. And then going in and talking to folks on the other side, he doesn't hammer home his point of view until the end of the documentary. Like, he gets a solid hour in. It's like an hour and a half long. He gets a solid hour in before he, he starts raising his point of view. Right? The the first hour yeah. is him going to people and asking just simple questions and watching them flub the answers. Right? Well, that's not, a not really just good flub way the to answers, kinda, but like... To, to present things, too. Because... Yeah. You get uh, you get a bit of that uh, Daily Show effect. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a little bit of funny there, and you know, there's a little bit. Well, in this case, there's a bunch of truth there because you know they're. Well, it's very revealing, very very revealing. It is indeed. You know that it's best to let somebody else paint them uh, paint themselves into a corner if they're willing. And from what I understand, I haven't seen it all myself. I've seen just some clips, but it looks like that's what a lot of the uh, interviewees do. Uh, it, it is a very good show. And, you know, the downside is you got to subscribe to the Daily Wire for 14 bucks. I, I've got a, I will probably before the month is out. Uh, watch a couple more of their their pieces of content. I'm probably going to unsubscribe. I'm, I'm currently subscribed to Timcast. Um and that's just for their members only segment. Like they've got, I don't go to their website enough to actually do anything. They used to, Tim Pool used to have some really good interviews, but he hasn't really had a a great like I need to see this guest interview in uh, a long time. Actually, I can't remember when the last one was. God, 
Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I can't think of any right offhand, but I never really catch his IR his uh, Tim Cash show. I occasionally catch the uh, the bits and pieces that he uploads the next day, but more often than not, it's kind of not really somebody I'm interested in. So, well, you know, a while back he had, and maybe this was almost a year ago at this point. Jesus, I might have been. I'm probably been subscribed to him for about for about a year now. Um. So I might I might change it out, but he had you know he had like one month, and I think it was June or July of last year, um, where he was just hammering out major guests, and it was it was Bannon Spencer, uh, Cash Patel comes on. I still saw him come on once, and it was just guest after guest after guest, and it was like high profile guests. Now he's had a whole bunch of people who I don't know who they are. Um, I don't know why their point of view is particularly critical to debate or his routines and his routines aren't bad, right? Like, but at the same time, I also know what their point of view is, right? They're not, they're not exposing me to something that I haven't heard from them already in the past. And then you've got, what's his, uh, was it Jack, Jack, whatever his name, he's no longer on, which is kind of a shame. He was actually a pretty good speaker. Um, but I think there was some internet controversy there. Hmm. It could be. Oh, speaking of controversy, uh, I'll go ahead and provide a little bit of an update on uh, Buffalo Bill out of Uvalde, Texas. Mm. So, the uh, Uvalde uh, ISD police chief, uh, Arredondo, the one who kind of disappeared since uh, since uh, you know the day of the unfortunate uh, failure of literally everyone. Uh, it would appear that he has been sworn in as a city council member. Isn't that convenient? What a lucky guy. He's a lucky fellow. Mm. And beyond that, we've also since received full confirmation of uh, what I've kind of directly said. But we've actually got reporting out of the New York Times to confirm it. And that is, there was a standing order coming from the very top. Do not engage. Not to go into that room. Despite the fact that we now know there was a child in that room that called on numerous occasions during the shooting, even. So, every protocol that had been developed was ignored. As we said last week, just two months prior, they had had a mass shooter training. So, there's really a lack of excuses. And then, nonetheless, nonetheless, they did manage to come up with another excuse just recently. This one being that, uh, for some reason... The police on the scene didn't have radios, which um, I have to, I have to, okay, sure, why not? Let's just say somehow your fucking SWAT team and your feds and, oh, did I mention there were federal marshals on the scene? Yeah, there were federal marshals on the scene and those federal marshals also had stand-down orders. Now, a stand-down order from a federal marshal does not come from a sheriff or a police chief, if I'm not mistaken. Am I wrong there? Uh, a federal stand-down? No, that's not going to come down from a police chief. Of course not. I, I didn't think so. That that wouldn't uh, that that would come down from someone above local, I would think. Possibly uh, somebody so, in so an apartment that ends in justice. Let's uh, let's be let's be very clear. Uh, yes and no. Sure. It is not necessarily true that it is at, you know, the core component of it. Sure. Um, a lot fair. of these agencies have local local branch offices. 
And so if you have the marshals, uh, they probably are getting orders from their local okay, marshals that, that, office. That's fair. Okay. Well, what I should say right? about local, I didn't mean like it was coming. It didn't come from the city of Uvalde. Like I have obviously right down the road from the lab where I work. We have a Department of Homeland Security and a, an FBI field office. Right, of course. Right? I do not think that if they showed up on if, – if either of them showed up on a scene, right, and somebody said, hey, the, the, they gave a federal order that it would be the president or anybody in – anybody who even associates with him and his staff making that call. That would that – would, there's so many levels of bureaucracy between the field guys and the president, it's not even funny. Right, like the people who the 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 guy who runs so so like even even where I'm at, right? So I have our management just as a as a, a company profile in terms of how far up I could theoretically go as manager. Yeah. Um, there is the unit managers, the subdivision managers, the directorate managers, uh, or the directors, right? Then you start getting into the uh the site specific managers uh for that is like one level i can't remember what they're called this is when you get into c-suite stuff which is so far above my pay grade that i try to interact with them as as little as possible and then all of those guys report to a uh, a, a site manager so then what's that five levels of management between me and the, the site director the site director then reports to the uh, uh to the the general manager of all the sites Right, and then he'll also have direct meetings with the directors of all of the all of the other sites. So each of them are going to have their own thing. So you have at least another level, maybe two of management. So you're at seven levels of management before you get there. Then you have the admiral, right? Then the the admiral is going to have the joint chiefs, and then the president. So between me and the president is probably about ten layers of people who can make a decision. And right. any decision that's made at any one of those levels will eventually filter down. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's quick, but it'd be much more likely that a manager in a branch office is sitting there and making the call as to whether to go in or not. And we can turn around and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we should never lose, tr lose, lose sight of the fact that deciding not to go in is definitely the correct decision now that we have all the information in front of us. But at the time, it is one of those things where you could legitimately make it worse. Now, we we're finding out as time goes on that it, it definitely looks botched. This isn't something that was, you know, quite as ambiguous as I would like to have hoped it would be. But it is one of those things where you I go kick in the door. I would say even the botch is looking quite ambiguous. It is. You know, it, it is looking more... This is The, the one thing that's, that's a downside is it looks like we're probably going to go more towards uh you know a no knock go raid the classroom yada 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 until we get the blowback from that where something is misreported and you well, know to be fair that was the standard operating procedure up until this and that's what they trained for two months ago to do that very thing was to just go in without a knock yep that's that's standard operating procedure since columbine or since shortly after columbine like that that's actually on the books. Like that's how it's supposed to be done. Even if there's one of you and you are waiting on your backup, you go in. That's that's like really? yeah, this it's, there's a there is a drawn out, like very specific SOP on I, on school shooter situations. They I would want to see different that. from any others. I'll try and I'll try and I, look it up. I would and love it. to I'll find what the actual you. SOP is. I'll I'll be glad to get that for you. 
Uh, and I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong. It's just it 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 is one of those things. So so doing search and rescue. Um, I've, I was an EMT. I've had a lot of these kinds of experiences. I never went. Well, I never wielded a gun. I'll give you the one out of cop. The, out of DHS. I, I I'm not. You know, I have no intention of sitting there and and putting myself in in the line of fire immediately. I think that my my talents are better used strategically. Uh, it, it, I I don't go near that those kinds of situations because I I don't know if I made the wrong call if I could live with myself afterwards right so that's that's a that's a hard job that's a real hard job that I think that you know we we need to be respectful of so if you have the SOP if you can find the SOP and it says that but one of the things that comes from all of the ancillary jobs that I have been trained for and I have worked alongside these people for is um, don't don't create additional victims. Right. So busting the door in, you know, single solo mall cop busting the door in to go tackle the 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 shooter, you might just make things worse. Right. Um, So it would surprise me if that was the SOP. I'm not saying it's not. It just would surprise me. I'm having a little bit of difficulty finding it, but I'll look for it and I'll uh, put it in here. Please form. Here we go. Yeah. If you you have it, uh, I certainly. Certainly interested in seeing that, but I could I could see that a call to not go in or to wait for the tack team because don't forget the tack team is going to be a sniper with all of the appropriate gear to see through the window and take the target down. Sure, sure, of course. Right. So like like that motherfucker is going to show up and that that individual is dead and nobody has to risk getting shot. And there is there is something to be said for that. Now downside is that you might be you know kids might be dying so if some people didn't think kids were dying that's one thing and we do have we do have the other tales of what is it, the customs and border patrol agent who went in um okay i have few... got i've got something off the police forum that's uh, it's not like the official out of the doj but it does go through these things and does mention how uh, i'll read it specifically here too Solo in- I'll just read you this first paragraph solo entry is quite dangerous here is something important to consider People talk about how the response to active shooters has changed since Columbine, and officers are encouraged to do a so, quote-unquote solo entry if they are the first on scene. And in some of the discussions I've heard, the rationale being this seems to be, well, it's really not that dangerous because the actor is going to kill himself. Well, it, it goes into minutia from there. But, I mean, that that is to, you know, that does kind of establish that that is a standard operating procedure. But, anyway, please continue. I just wanted to put that out there for you directly. Okay. I... I... I but just, I'll put uh, that in the links below for everybody else as well to to read through. It has it has always been a do you go in or do you not? And and we do we you know I think I brought this up with George Floyd and that that whole case is uh, you sit there and they're like oh, why didn't the EMTs respond? Well, guess what, motherfucker? Unless he is down on the ground with a cop's knee on him, I'm not going in. And the the reason I'm not going in is because you don't want to create, you don't want to send EMTs to a scene and then have to dispatch more EMTs for the EMTs that are already there. Um, and this is this is universally true. Oh, sure, that, sure. That's all yeah, I mean, saying. it's the whole put on your your uh, your own mask first because you know you can't save yep. anybody if you're dead. That's correct. But on that note, on that note, uh, I did tell you that, of course, the uh, I don't know if I'd got around to mentioning it yet or not, but either way, the. Uh, the police chief who led the response at the school, uh, out of the Texas Tribune, uh, he had no radio at the scene. Uh, we're having reports, actually. Uh, this is as of three days ago. So uh, that's 
that's a really that's a really strange thing for for the chief, you know, responding at the scene of an active shooting with, you know, federal marshal and everybody else to not take his radio, but Oh, uh, uh, breaking, breaking. I've got an update. Uh, it seems that, uh, in fact, it was not that. It was, uh, let me see here, from MSN. Poor police radio reception caused confusion in the Texas school shooting response. So uh, there there was a radio there, uh, it would seem. Well, mm. yeah. That, well, I'm, I'm sure it all means nothing, and it's all purely coincidental. Yeah. Well, you know, I, <laughs> if you've ever, you ever been out in the field with an actual radio, these things are not particularly clear to begin with. No, They're $4,000 radios, and they, they, they come across no different than what you hear when, you know, the trains <laughs> are moving. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I've, I've, been, I've been on a search, right? I've been on many searches, and uh, you'll sit there with a the ranger, and the ranger will have the $4,000 radio, and... Uh, you know they'll call out to your team to find out what the hell's going on, and they'll 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 be like, so you know we'll hear we hear hear our search group, and um, then they'll the you know be like, so wait, did they find her? What, what are we supposed to do? And like it, it, it's thirty minutes of trying to figure out what the hell's being said over these radios, and they're like four grand a piece. Like these aren't cheap radios; they're just you know. Oh, true. So that being said, what you hat. should. Uh... What anyone that's listening right now should actually legitimately look into doing is uh, hop yourself onto eBay, type in Baofeng, B-A-O-F-E-N-G. It'll want to autocomplete to UV5R. That's fine. Get yourself one or two. They're great. They'll do what that $4,000 fucking machine will do. At about the same level of quality, too. What is it called? Uh, Baofeng UV5... Well, just type in Baofeng. It'll autocomplete. And they're damn decent little radios that uh, with a little bit of work and some soldering, you can make them uh, full-on shortwave. Don't do that. And if you do, which is actually completely legal, don't you press that fucking button if you're on any of those frequencies. Because it's, I think, a federal crime. So (laughs) seriously don't. And they may not hunt you down, but they might hunt you down. And you don't want that. So if you huh. are going to do that, make sure you got a ham license because you know shortwave is a licensed thing. Yeah, that is that is a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like dirt cheap, like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven bucks. There's loads of accessories. There's lots of cool hacks. Uh, yeah, it's they're worth having. Like legitimately, you should get one just to have. I've got one myself and a battery extender. You never know. It's just good to have. It's one of the best walkie-talkies that you can get for the money, and you can make them a proper shortwave radio. So why not? Interesting. And that way, you can be uh, fucking better prepared than the uh, chief of police at uh, Uvalde, Texas. So, you know, there you go. Huh. And it's only like 27 bucks for one of these things. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they're, and they're decent. Like, decent, decent pieces of kit. And there's so many accessories. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean... Good to know. Yeah, it's worthwhile to buy one of the multi-packs, just like for like you and your wife, for instance. You know, because you guys go hiking. And these things, with the uh, with the good uh, antenna, like, the two of you would be able to communicate over at least a kilometer if something should happen, you know? Yeah, it's good to know. Yeah. That'd be... Uh... That'd be good for a search. Yeah, they, I, um, they really are. 
I'm always, uh, you know, I'm always looking for my my search gear and whatnot. I've actually got to once I I start cleaning up in here, I can all put my put my pack away. But yeah, that's that's pretty pretty solid. Well, yeah, I mean, right here. All depends on on how good of a quality it is, but but they actually are decent. They're not garbage at all. Uh, they're kind of uh, it's one of those things that just kind of happened. It's like uh, that Trader Joe's red wine that they made some years back. That it's just like they got the recipe perfect and just sold it for cheap. But yeah, they've got yeah. like a, a ten pack of these guys for uh, two nineteen ninety nine. You could equip a whole search party for like two hundred and twenty bucks, no shipping. Interesting. And which which one's the one you recommend? Uh, the Baofeng, uh UV five is. Uh, it's been around for years. They're well-known, well-tested, well-used. There's loads of shit. There are more recent versions. There's like a UV6. I think they're up to the UV9 now. But the 5 I is entirely adequate. I do see a UV13. Uh, they might be up farther even in versions than uh, than that, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like they've Good got a know. UV13 Pro. And it is a little more slick and... Oh, it has a better built-in battery. And if you really want it, I mean, go for it. It's 40 bucks. Huh? Good to know. Good but, to know. you know, it doesn't have quite as many cool accessories or hacks or what have you. So, like the bow thing, it's going to be using that weird kind of trapezoidal UPC... Uh, UPC. UB, uh, USB uh, charger or whatever. Or its own... Uh, like proprietary charger, depending on how what kind of battery you get. Mm. But like this new one got its own built-in battery. But with the built-in battery, you know you you don't have your quick swap ability or all that. So you know consider what you're going for. But the uh, the Baofeng UV line just they're great. They're absolutely great. I would absolutely swear by them and fully recommend anyone listening to have one because they've got scanner ranges. So like you can use the thing as a police scanner if you want. And, uh, let me see here. Do I have a... I think I've actually even got, like, uh, some decent news to close us out for the night as well. Aside from the fact that, of course, we should all remember, uh, yesterday... Well, it's after midnight East Coast time, so day before yesterday would, of course, uh, have been Killdozer Day and, uh, the day of remembrance for Marvin Hemeyer, a, a hero of heroes. So certainly, uh, you know, keep him and the Killdozer in your prayers. Uh, an item of such danger that it had to be cut up into parts uh, no larger than three inches by three inches and spread across the entirety of the United States of America out of the fear that somebody might rebuild that thing. And I mean, the thing is that, that you can always just get a new one. Yeah, yeah. You And you know what? Everyone, be inspired by the message of Marvin Hemeyer. And uh, don't take any shit. And if it comes down to it, maybe you need to buy a caterpillar. And um, or or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Because uh, if I continue that thought, I uh, shouldn't post this to YouTube. So I'll just leave it there. I I would say that's probably a good idea. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that there. So I will uh, finish off with some actual good news. Uh, yeah, actually, I will. So Germany has uh, managed it somehow. Somehow. In these uh, dark times of expanded prices and limited access to uh, 
to the uh, the old blue fuel, uh, natural gas. They've got their storage facilities uh, on the up and up. They're over 50% full now. For a time, they were at 30%. They were getting real scared about how the winter would look. But from somewhere and somehow, they've found this uh, this gas. I hear, I hear it smells of borscht, but who can say? So good news, uh, good news to Germany. Maybe they're getting that Latvian blend or the uh, Turkmen blend. Who could say? Are you familiar with those terms? I am not. Okay. Well, real quick, because a lot of people listening, and if you're listening to the the show this far in, might as well give you a little bit inside baseball if you're not uh, on the Telegram. So the um, it started with the Turkmen blend because Turkey has basically taken a fairly neutral stance on Russia in the whole uh, Ukraine issue. And with that, they're allowing a lot of uh, crude oil to come in, and then they sell crude oil. It's uh, it's a blend, you know, of uh, Turkish oil, uh, Latvian oil, Greek oil, and oil from unnamed countries. And, uh, of course, you know, about uh, 49% of that blend is from the unnamed country or countries. And uh, then the rest, you know, comes from places that don't have sanctions. Not to say that this unnamed country might or might not have sanctions, probably does, but, you know, they uh, they take a portion of that, they mix it in with some others, and then all of a sudden you've got this uh, nice blend, they can make a couple dollars, so they send that on westward to the EU. Uh, Turkey started this, then there was the uh, Latvian blend, now there's a Greek blend, you know, so you've got your, uh, you got your flavors, you know, like you got your uh, Italian coffees, your Greek coffees. You've got those uh, those flavors in uh, natural gas and oils now as well. Isn't that hmm. lucky? It's, uh, Indeed. So, so, hey, Greece has found a way to kind of offset some of those national debt problems by uh, blending these uh, these tasty blends for uh, Europe. And, well, there you go. Everybody, uh, everybody wins except for Ukraine. And uh, I legitimately don't want to go into a lot of the details because I've seen so many uh, channels get just fucked for telling the truth about what's happening in Ukraine. So do uh, look below to the uh, It is a US market. proxy war. That's all you need to say. Yeah, I can so, say I think we can say with certainty that this is largely egged on by NATO and the West and to go into much more minutia or detail legitimately risks the channel. So, check out the Telegram below. I've actually got it all set up. I got reactions, you can like actually chat with people and everything, so please join. And with that, I think that'll be a, a an interesting end to the show, if nothing else, and uh, some Indeed. fascinating news. So, uh, you can find my man Steve here at Ratman Seven Twenty. Most places you can find me at that fake guy Dan. Most places, definitely not Facebook. And well, if for some reason you're not subscribed to this podcast, you should be, and like and subscribe on whatever else you're watching on. And well, we'll just talk to you again soon. So. Be safe out there in this crazy world. And uh, a piece of advice uh, that was provided, I believe, on TimCast, which will be a really nice closer. Whenever you're going out, if you're driving, go ahead and fill up the car. Because it's basically always just going up. So the money that you spend now is money you're going to save later. At least for now. Yeah. At least until we get this Although, whole nonsense wrapped up. Oh, I, did, I, I did, have one other good piece, but yeah, go ahead. I did exit my, uh, did exit my barrel price of oil position. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it jumped up to a certain thing, and then it looked like it was trending down for a little bit, and then it continued up. So I'm not sure whether I made the right choice or the wrong choice now, but ultimately it's been going up for quite a bit. It has. And uh, I'm thinking that at some point there will be some sort of big decision that will crash the oil price back down. There's, it, well, it, uh, Biden's supposed to be headed to Saudi Arabia in the next two days to – to get them to lower the price of uh, oil and up production, and they've actually said they will. So we'll see how that actually plays that's, out. That's kind of uh, that's kind of what I was figuring was going to happen. But, right, uh, like they they they've had their fun. Uh, everybody's made a lot of money off of it, and oh. when when all of a sudden things do come down, and they'll come down, like it won't go back to Trump levels because Trump was looking for American energy independence, but uh, it will it will come back down from from the highs that we're seeing today. Oh, like, sure. don't forget, like, it is predominantly affecting those of us who are in New York and California. It is not something that is as, like, it's a problem in the rural parts of the country. It is a worse problem in uh, blue areas. Oh, yeah. And they kind of know it, so. But, no. And you know what? I actually have two other good pieces of news that are kind of related in there. So, hey, why not? Uh, so we've got out of of all places Belarus. Uh, Lukashenko has said, "Hey, we've got plenty of baby formula, and we're more than happy to assist America with its issue. All you need to do is say the word." So, thanks, Lukashenko. How about that? And the other one is uh, funny enough. Out of the same region, uh, Putin has not merely signaled has patently said that we will raise our wheat exports to the world. And on that, the cost of wheat on um, the commodities exchange has gone down 10%. So we may see some relief in uh, some food costs, but I don't know how much I would really expect at our end of it. You know, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I do suspect that we will see, um, like, I don't think things are going to turn around for the better anytime soon, but I suspect that we will see uh, rising all of the stuff that, that hasn't come come through, because we're still eating last year's food. Um, all that stuff is going to come through soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of work to be done. But at least some of it's being done, even if it's by, uh, even if it's by based Putin, who uh, cured COVID, you know, because it's no longer an issue. <sighs> Well, anyway, we'll uh, we'll leave it there because, you know, might as well leave it on some kind of up note, right? Mm-hmm. So, we'll talk to you again soon. Everybody, be safe and be well out there in this crazy fucked up world. And get in touch with us for uh, links to the Discord because we're going to need callers and that's going to be the easiest way to get them, at least starting out, because we are going live soon. And with that, that's number 93. See you soon. <laughs>